0: Welcome to Ascend and Transcend. I'm your coach, Elizabeth Pearson. And on today's show, we have Dr. Amy Novotny. She is a breathing and pain specialist, an ultramarathon runner, and an entrepreneur. Her methods have helped countless people reduce and eliminate pain, stress, anxiety, surgeries, sleep issues, and the need for medication. And how she does it is by releasing anxiety and trauma and painful energy that has been stored in our body, which is triggering chronic pain. Okay, Dr. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. I was looking at you have to go to her website, we're gonna give you guys the tools at the end, and it will be tagged in the bottom. But you have some unbelievable testimonials of how you've helped people provide relief from pain and stress and anxiety when a lot of other treatments have fallen short. So can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your background and how you came to this place? Absolutely. Thanks so much, first of all, for
1: having me on the show. I really appreciate it's an honor to be here and No, I don't take that for granted. So thank you. So my background started in physical therapy. I got a doctorate in physical therapy a long time ago. And I started as a physical therapist, worked at a clinic, sports and orthopedic clinic in Arizona. Did very well in that realm. And then I realized that there was more to our bodies than looking at it from a physical therapy perspective. I started looking at breathing breath work, and even studied through the Postural Restoration Institute, looking at asymmetries in the body and how that impacts our movement and our flexibility, mobility, mm-hmm. and strength and At the time i was <laughs> I was training to qualify for the Boston Marathon, and I was running eight miles on eight miles on a treadmill several times a week, and I just started deciding to play with my breathing mm. and I tried different ways I started playing with it, and I realized. When I took it a step further and played with my ribcage position, and then changed my breathing to match that, all of a sudden, all the aches and pains wow. went away. And so that got me into this process that I now use. And I have a business that allows me to help people worldwide. But basically, what I figured out was how to combine your body position and your breathing to calm down your nervous system. Wow and that's kind of where everything branched off and i i've worked in you know photography i've done stuff in endurance races like Ultra marathons, uh, Ironman triathlon—I've done all these different aspects of life, but they all kind of have this overlying theme of my love for life and figuring things out about the human body and the natural world. And
0: you know, you can't—I feel like you can't have the best life experience when you have chronic pain. And so many people, you know, I've met, and they're just not themselves once they start to get inflammation, and it just—it feels like it's exacerbated by almost anything. It can really change change. change your personality when you're in pain all the time. And before we hopped on, I was telling Dr. Amy, I was like, you know, when I turned 40, I thought, okay, I have to stop running. Like my knees are starting to hurt at night. And my whole leg, you know, it's kind of like when you're little and you have growing pains, I could just feel the inflammation in both legs. And I was popping like four ibuprofen every night just to be able to sleep. And she's saying that, is this right? You're telling us that there is a non-pharmaceutical or traditional medicine approach that can relieve that? Absolutely.
1: So what often happens is over time our body starts to absorb stresses that we have. If you think about all the stresses we have, work, finances, relationships, kids, uh, pandemic, you name it. We have so many stressors and every stressor leads to our muscles contracting often without our awareness. Sometimes we can feel it, but sometimes we can't. And over time, those muscles that are contracting, they start to build up tone that we call it sympathetic tone that's related to the fight or flight nervous system. And it starts to pull our bones and joints slightly out of position. That builds over and over until someday you wake up and all of a sudden you have pain and you're wondering, where did that come from? And you blame it on overuse, you blame it on age, arthritis, out of shape. Those are the typical reasons that we blame pain on. Mm. But if we take a step back and realize pain is often a signal from the body to the brain that something is out of position, especially if it's an orthopedic issue. We're not talking about like cancers or tumors, but typically for orthopedics, it's something's out of position. What can we do to get it back into position? If something's touching together, that we need to get the space back, what's controlling the bone position? The muscles are. What's controlling the muscles? The nervous system. So if we start from the nervous system and work inward out, we can start to make changes. And that's what I would even recommend with you, Elizabeth, than your knees.
0: Your wow. So how do you start with the nervous system? Is that is that through the breath work or does meditation have mm-hmm. a similar result?
1: So meditation is great because it's working to help clear people's minds, to try to get it out of that racing mode, to get it to just have some peace and presence and change the mindset a little bit. I'd like to take it a step further because If we don't clear the body, along with the brain, then the body still stores emotions, still stores the stresses, and still stores your past. So we have to look at, okay, we got to change the body. So it begins with changing your body position, specifically your rib cage, because how your rib cage is positioned can either kick you into fight or flight mode or relax you. And from there follows breath work, because your Breathing and the way you breathe is dependent on your rib cage position. Hmm. So if your ribs are in a fight or flight position, the breath work that you do, even if it might calm you somewhat, you know, some of the box breathing or rhythmical breathing or Bucheco, all those Mm -hmm. things. If it's not truly, if your ribs aren't truly in a position of relaxation, your body's not going to be coherent and working together. Mm -hmm. So your breath may not be able to achieve all the potential calming factors that it could if your body was in the correct position to accept breathing as a calming force in your body.
0: So how do we know if our ribs are in the right position or not?
1: That does take some work. And that's usually when I look at people, I work with people on zoom, but I look at them. But one of the ways that you can start to look at it is if you take your hands and you put them on your lower ribs, Mm -hmm. You know where? So if you kind just go off to the side, so not in the center by your the base of your breastbone, but off to the side, are those ribs? Are they flush with the muscles below it? And we're disregarding any belly fat you have. It doesn't matter what type Mm -hmm. of belly fat you have, but are your ribs flush with the muscles, or Mm. is there a drop off? Are your ribs flared out, and is there a drop off? Most people have a drop off.
0: Yeah, and that's.
1: That that would be an indication that your ribs are not in the correct position for relaxation and to be in parasympathetic relaxation. It tells me your body is in a state of fight or flight mode because your ribs are flared up and forward. So that means your back muscles in the back are kicked in to help hold you in that position. Your back muscles are going to crush on that fight or flight nervous system, tell it to be active.
0: Hmm. So then when patients work with you, and and if it's, you know, you said something about it being available virtually, mm-hmm. is that something then that you just walk them through how to relax that and get it back in alignment?
1: Yes. So I watch them, we go through a whole bunch of different motions, so I can see what all their issues are that are going on. Mm-hmm. And then we start to go through a process. It's not just, hey, let's get this done in five minutes, right? Sometimes the process takes weeks because we're changing different aspects about the body. Anything that we do, your body's going to try to resist initially, just because it's patterned in a different way. And so we have to work through getting you to feel your ribs go back into neutral, change your breathing. So your belly spills out as you exhale instead of going in. So there's different things that we would change. It's not as easy
0: as it sounds. So then when you're running, cause you guys, she's being humble, but when you talk about ultra marathons, mm-hmm. um, I know two were a hundred plus, but these, you know, these are a joke. Like I've got a couple of clients who are ultra marathoners and they're out there running 25 miles a night, you know, which is like basically a marathon and they're doing it multiple times a week when they're in training for these ultras. I had one client who ran from Los Angeles to Las Vegas and, you know, by herself, she had a team, but running solo, if you will. And it was incredible. And I thought, God, I don't know how you do that without just being in such debilitating pain after the first few hours or the second day, but you're saying it's possible.
1: It is. And I use this often to teach people. I have a client who I taught her and her husband how to do run a 50-miler pain-free. And wow. I even helped them run a 100-miler a uh, one year as well. And It's all about working with your body to keep your nervous system calm. That fight or flight nervous system that puts you in high alert causes muscles to contract without your awareness. Mm -hmm. When that happens, and that's going to happen on a race, it it just is. Because you're hyped up, you're anxious, you're wondering if you're going to finish, you're wondering if you're going to beat someone, you're going to be ramped up. Mm -hmm. And the more you can become present throughout the race and work on calming yourself back down, the more your body's going to be in the correct position, the muscles will be able to work in the correct position and won't be as fatigued, especially won't be pulled abnormally, which is often the case, especially if you're doing a long distance race where it could be running, running a couple miles on a slant. So it's not a neutral position. Mm -hmm. So it can really benefit people that are distance runners or even other sports as well.
0: So you talk about this fight or flight and the body tensing up, and I'm wondering if that is the the techniques that you teach are also applicable for everyday types of scenarios. Maybe you're having a review with your boss, you're getting up to make a big presentation, or you're about to have a confrontational, you know, talk with a friend or a loved one. Is that the same trigger that happens into your body and your nervous system? And if so, can these techniques be used to calm those as well?
1: Absolutely. I work with clients who are speakers who have just everyday anxiety, just getting through life. And these techniques work for that as well. Often what happens is we get so ramped up and our our breastbone becomes more prominent and our muscles change, our chemistry changes, our neurology changes. And then all of a sudden, we don't know how to feel that sense of calm in our own body. And when we can't feel a sense of calm, we lack stability, we lack safety, we lack security. And so we can use this technique to regain that sense of calm. And I typically recommend that we practice it when the situation is not as an extreme. So you're not Mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment, but you practice ahead of time, just like anything else. And then you gradually integrate it. And then you start practicing it in situations where you are more ramped up.
0: So is this kind of like a mix of like meditation, EFT and chiropractic adjustments? Because it feels like there's like, there's like some body positioning, right? And there's some breath work, which you typically get with a meditation. But then there's this subconscious override that you usually get as a benefit from EFT and tapping.
1: Right. So and yes, I've had clients say that it feels like massage, chiropractic, uh, physical therapy all in one. So I would Mm. say it it is I don't have any training in chiropractic other than as a physical therapist, we did manipulations. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this is internal and when you're positioning yourself you're putting yourself in the position I'm not putting you in that position so it's a lot of so it's self work because I'd rather you learn how to do it yourself so that you can feel like let's say for instance your shoulders are high they're close to your your ears most people when they try to drop their shoulders they pull their shoulders back when they do that they often use their back muscles and the true problem is the rib cage is elevated So we're working Mm. on dropping the ribs. So you feel the shoulders drop down and you feel muscles release and other ones activate. And then all of a sudden you can hold your shoulders there. And it's not so much of a struggle and it doesn't go against the grain of your body. And then as you incorporate breathing in with that, your nervous system resets to allow you to keep those shoulders in a lowered position and to help you feel
0: a natural position, you know, natural state. So you've also written some books on um, don't one one for sure which was an Amazon bestseller was don't quit stories of persistence courage and faith and success habits of super achievers. Do you feel like when people don't address body trauma and anxiety that's held within, it can inhibit their potential, and it can be professionally or spiritually or physically?
1: Absolutely. One of the things to allow us to perform at a high level is this feeling where your body isn't restricting you. Because if you have some kind of body ache, pain, pressure, stress, trauma, it's going to have an impact on your mind's capabilities, your mindset, your confidence, your ability to think in the present and in the future versus the past. So I often work with psychologists and psychiatrists with their clients and provide a way for their body to free up so that they can work on the mental and emotional strategies that the psychologist and psychiatrist gives them.
0: Do you feel like emotions, certain emotions are stored in certain um, areas of our body? Absolutely. Can you walk us through a few of those? Yeah. So a couple common areas are one, the breastbone. So stress
1: and anxiety and this pressure in the chest, that's very, very common. The armpits, And then the front of the hips, like the groin in front of the hips, are also very common places because when we are in stress, or let's just even use the example of it's freezing cold outside, what do we do? We clamp down our legs and our arms and we bring them towards Mm. our chest. So those are areas where we guard. If you get an injury, what do you do? You pull your arm towards you. If you get a foot injury, what do you do? You bring your hip closer towards you. So those are definitely areas where we store an emotion along with a physical event, whether it's an injury or sometimes it's not even an injury. And the last place that I find that's really, really strong for trauma is at the base of your breastbone at your xiphoid process. So where your ribs kind of come up together and meet mm, that mm-hmm. area is so guarded by so many people who have strong emotions or going through a hard time and were trained to even keep it that way. Because we're often taught to suck your gut up and in to hold yourself Mm -hmm. rigid. And that further exacerbates those emotions and that trauma getting stored in you.
0: That's so crazy that you say that because um, when we first moved to California about four years ago, it was really rough. We were in corporate housing for three months and we didn't have a house. We didn't have a school for our then two and four-year-old. And I started developing this really sharp pain, like right, you know, um, I, I want to call it like a sternum, but like where my ribs met in between my breasts and a little bit higher. The, actually, the whole dang thing. And it was so bad that I had gone to specialists. I went to lung specialists. Nobody could figure out what it was. And when everything calmed down, you know, and we got a house and we got the girls in daycare and things like that, mm-hmm. it just magically disappeared. But this was after months of me like kind of tapping on it, like even though it hurt, I would tap on it and put all sorts of like numbing cream. It was just really awful, but I'd never I'd never heard anybody say, you know, that could be an energetic blockage, right? That could be something with your chakras, that could be past trauma. All of these things and all of the times that I've had chronic pain in my body, I had plantar fasciitis for years. I believe it was all energetic blocks. And I feel like it was Past traumatic things that I had gone through or was going through. And once I really saw them as that and then was non resistant to them and kind of leaned into it, was when they finally dissipated.
1: And think about what you said with all of those stressors that you had going on. A lot of times people just have one of those stresses. But when you have multiple added ones and those aren't quick stressors to get over, it's a long, prolonged um, experience for you. So definitely your body would change. And luckily, you did some spiritual work, you looked at your energy. So you found a way to help your body calm down. And that's beautiful. And I recommend anyone, obviously, find all the ways you can calm yourself. And you might not need someone like me, you might need someone like me, but do whatever you can to find that way to get calm and peace.
0: I think too. some of the clients that I've had, once we start working together, they either they have GI issues, some of them have had chronic pain, like in their shins. Mm -hmm. It's so random, but it's so targeted, right? And then once they start like making big changes in their lives, or they feel like there's some momentum or some movement, it's amazing. So many times these ailments, these chronic pain issues just go away. And I'm like, I think that I, you know, I'm very spiritual. I think that your soul is like begging you, it's like pulling you forward. And when you physically won't do it, I think that it will manifest in some sort of alarm, which is this pain in your body.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Is we often don't pause and take the time to see are we in coherence with our heart, our mind, our spirit, our physical body? We need to be in coherence with all that. And, And it's an ebb and flow, it's never going to be perfect. But do you have the majority of everything lined up? And are you working towards getting everything lined up?
0: So I want to ask you, if you if, if a listener is hearing this, and is struggling with something, which I'm going to guess there's probably going to be quite a few who are some sort of chronic pain, or an ailment, and maybe it's not something that is debilitating at this moment, but it's an annoyance and it's definitely taking away from their joy and their life experience. What would be your recommendation as a first step?
1: So one of the biggest things to start with is awareness. Start taking note of your body. Just check in with your body as often as possible. See if you hold your breath. See if you breathe shallow. Check to see if your rib cage position. Are you sucking your gut up and in and holding it there? The more you can generate some awareness, then you can start to discover, what do I need to do to get help? Do I feel Mm -hmm. like my body's off? Then reach out to someone like me. Do I feel like I don't have mental strategies? Then reach out to someone like you possibly or a psychologist mm-hmm. or a psychiatrist. There are, do you need help with learning how to meditate? Reach out to a meditation coach. Determine what it is that your body is saying. Our body communicates to us all the time. Often we just don't know to listen or we don't know what the language it's saying.
0: And maybe don't immediately run to the doctor. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to advise people not seek medical care, but I think if it's a long standing chronic pain issue, and if you've already tried, you've likely already gone to see a doctor and maybe was told it is what it is or here's a pill. I think that it can't hurt to explore these other modalities. And that's what I always tell people. You know, what's the downside? I really don't see any downside of exploring this energetic and spiritual, soulful side of your body to hopefully get some relief.
1: Exactly. You're absolutely right. There's nothing that you're going to lose by exploring this this realm. And you just might learn something that you weren't even expecting, especially when you meet people and you hear their stories and you hear about these transformations. It's not going to hurt yeah. and it will just open your eyes up to just more knowledge and culture.
0: And I think it gives you more power. You know, I feel more empowered, right? When Now when my body shows me pain, I I think it and I say, okay, you know, that is kind of like an alarm bell. And I visualize all these little, you know, helpers coming in to, even if it's my knee that's inflamed, I'm like, okay, help is on the way, right? Because it's inflamed for a reason. It's telling me to like sit my ass down, maybe don't keep running today, take a moment, figure out what's going on with my body. And try to release anything that I could be hanging on to, whether it's anxiety or some sort of like past resentment. I think it's really good to acknowledge the pain, bless it, welcome it, and and know that it's there to teach you something. So then you can hopefully move on. And thanks to our conversation today, I'm not going to give up on running, Dr. Amy. Uh, might need to book a session with you after, mm-hmm. but I'm going to figure it out because I it feels so good <laughs> to run. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows, right? Especially you. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a runner's high, and I feel like that's gone. And to live a life without that seems like a huge miss. So why don't you tell some of our listeners where they can get a little bit more information about you. You guys, I'm telling you, you should definitely look at her website. She's got some really impressive clients who've managed to sidestep like rotator cuff surgeries, like these big major surgeries, because they've worked with her. But Dr. Amy, tell us a little bit more about where they can get some more information.
1: Absolutely. So my website definitely has a lot of testimonials and basic information. That's pabrinstitute.com, P-A-B-R institute.com. And that stands for pain, awareness, breathing relief. But I also like to tell people, reach out to me, I love to connect with people. I do f- free 15 minute consults to find out what are your needs? Do you need a couple free videos? Do you need some suggestions? Do you need long term work? And you can reach out to me amy, A-M-Y at pabber Awesome.
0: And these will all be linked on the show page of this podcast episode. So thank you so much, Dr. Amy, I think that you've probably given people some hope today who maybe had given up on living a pain free life.
1: Thank you so much, Elizabeth.